This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is a short Bible study every single day, about 13 minutes or so. It gets us into God's Word, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So even for this short period of time every day, it helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Help people get into God's Word. You know people who need to turn their lives around, who need to grow in their faith, who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, probably some within your own family. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share every day with your friends, family members, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind, make that commitment, and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, talking about temptation and how to overcome it. The devil is our gravest, deadliest, most serious enemy. I've said many times, our biggest problem in life is not really physical. It's not global warming or climate change or wars or violence or disease or pandemics or you know anything we can think of that relates to physical life in this world. Our greatest problem, our greatest danger is sin because the wages of sin is death. And we're talking about eternal death or condemnation in hell. And hell is a real place. We need to understand that. That is our biggest problem. And our gravest, deadliest, most serious enemy is the devil. The devil himself, Satan. Peter portrays him as like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He is good at what he does. And that is to present all kinds of temptations. 1 Peter 1 and verse 6. In, through various avenues to lure us into sin and the wages of sin is death. And that's what he's about. He wants to lead us into spiritual, eternal death. And that's not being dead as we think of death on a physical basis. He's talking about eternal condemnation in hell. That's what he wants, that's what he wants to bring us to. Well, God has promised to be there with us and for us as long as we are there faithfully and obediently and consistently with him. And he will always make the way for us to say no to the temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. He knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. 2 Peter 2 and verse 9. While the wages of sin is death, God wants to give us the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And both sides of the both ends of the spectrum there are right there in Romans 6 and verse 23. Well, how do we overcome temptation? How do we how do we face whatever the devil might throw at us victoriously? Saying, no, I'm not going to give in. Well, that's the first way. Just say no. And we talked about Job in Job chapters 1 and 2 and how confronted with 
you talk about incredible trials, one after another, and ultimately being physical, being covered with grievous boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, all at the instigation of the devil, Job just kept saying no to the temptation to turn away from God and sin. Second, way to effectively, common sense, practical, effective way to, to overcome temptation, to deal with temptation, leave. Get away from the temptation. Get away from the scene. Best of all, don't put yourself into that particular scene. Don't let yourself be in a setting and an environment and a relationship wherein you will be unduly influenced to sin. But if you find yourself in such a setting through no fault of your own, get out of there. Flee the scene. We talked about how Joseph did exactly that when his master's wife tried to seduce him into committing adultery with her. She grabbed him by his garment. What did he do? He took his garment off, left it in her hand. He beat it out of the house. He got out of there. He left the scene of the temptation. Well, third, what did we talk about? Remember what the Bible says. Remember what God's word says in the face of temptation. And Jesus is our greatest example along this line. When he had was ready to begin his public ministry on this earth, he went into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. When he had gone through that period of time, he was hungry. And the devil waited until that particular time when, from a physical standpoint and perspective and mindset, you would think he'd be at his, Jesus would be at his weakest. He'd be hungry. We might even think of him as being kind of broken down. But certainly we would think emotionally, psychologically, mentally perhaps, as well as physically, he would really be at his weakest point. But even when the devil began to confront him at that time, three different temptations the devil threw at him. First, he said, hey, you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. You're hungry, aren't you? If you're the Son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. Jesus had the power to do that. But he responded to that particular temptation by saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, the devil then took him into Jerusalem and up to the pinnacle of the temple, the highest point of the temple, and undoubtedly there would be a lot of people down below. And he says, hey, throw yourself off the temple. Prove to them down, down there that you truly are the Son of God. The fulfillment of the prophecies from Old Testament Scripture, because those scriptures say that, that the devil, or that God will, will give his angels charge over you, and they're not going to let your foot be dashed against a stone. But Jesus responded again. He did not come to draw glory to himself for himself. He came to bring the gospel message of salvation to mankind. Not to, not, not to, to present some, you know, some presentation. Hey, look at me. No, no. He came to serve God. He came to serve man, in fact, he said. 
And so he responded to that temptation saying, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Well, then the devil took him up into some high mountain wherein he could see all the kingdoms of the earth and all of their glory. And he said, I'll give all of this to you if you'll fall down and worship me. And the devil, or and Jesus said, get away from me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. And the devil left. James said, if we submit to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee from us. And we resist the devil by walking with God. James 4, 7 and 8. Well, every time in the face of all of these temptations, Jesus responded with what the scriptures say. It is written. Now, we need to know what the scriptures say to be able to effectively use that particular tactic, and it's an excellent tactic, to be able to overcome whatever temptation the devil throws at us. There's no wonder that the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself unto God, a faithful servant who does not need to be ashamed. And let me read that exactly and not paraphrase it at all because it's really important to us to understand just what Paul wrote there and promised. In 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, be diligent or study, as the King James Version uh, translates it, to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or, or handling correctly, applying correctly the word of truth, God's word. And we need to be in God's word to know God's word. And we need to know God's word to be able to recognize when the devil is confronting us with temptation to go against God's teachings. So we need to study regularly. Paul reminded young Timothy in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, Timothy knew what the word taught on that matter about forgiveness, about salvation through Jesus Christ. Paul reminds him, you've known this from childhood. You were taught at an early age by your mother and by your grandmother, going back to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Interesting. Jesus, of course, knew what God's word says, and so he was able to respond effectively to the devil's temptations to try to get him to sin. And in every single case, he was successful because he remembered what God's word says. So, how can I resist temptation? How can I deal with temptation? The first three practical, common sense, effective ways we have looked at as Job just say no. As Joseph, leave. Get away from that scene of temptation. Number three, 
as Jesus gave us the greatest example, know what God's word says, and thereby you will be able to quickly and effectively fall upon it, remember it in the face of temptation, to recognize the temptation as being temptation and to be able to resist it. I've said many times the way that a money machine that, rec that, that is able to read true currency, dollar bills, $5 bills, $10 bills, and so on, how it is able to expel or, re or weed out counterfeit currency is it is programmed to only recognize the true bills. And when it recognizes the true bills, it automatically discards or rejects anything that is not a true bill of currency. If we know God's word, the truth of God's word, we will recognize whatever contradicts God's word. And that would be temptation from the devil. Let's pray. Father, help us to be in tune with your word. Help us to study it effectively and consistently, to understand it truly, and to thereby be able to use it to recognize temptation to sin and to resist it. Please be with us, Father. We pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.